The views expressed in the Stolen Droids podcast are those of the hosts, and not necessarily those of sponsors or affiliates. TrekRadio.net or CryptonRadio.com. This podcast is recorded in front of a live, disturbingly quiet studio audience. Hello and welcome to Soldier's Podcast, episode number 74. I'm Schmitty. I'm Stark. I'm Zoner. And I'm Zook. And I'm confused. We're recording a lot earlier than we have been all summer. <laughs> wow. Yes, we like are. Sunlight outside. <laughs> I know, it's kind of weird, like... I feel like we should be slacking for at least another couple hours before we start recording. Yeah, we're really interesting. We always have this pre-show where basically we all catch up on what we, have, what we haven't done in the last week. <laughs> oh, you haven't cleaned your laundry either? Neither have I. Really, what we haven't done. Okay, well, before we get started, uh, special thanks to our sponsors and our friends, TrekRadio.net, CryptonRadio.com, OpenBookAudio.com, and Stitcher.com. Once again, a good shout-out from our friends at GoToMeeting.com. GoToMeeting.com with HD Faces by Citrix, of course. Best way to be able to collaborate with other co-workers during the summer months. Kids are right about to go back to school. Maybe you're trying to get those last few days in, work from home, have vacations, trying to get in some shorter work days. Well, you still need to work. Everyone needs to be able to see you. HD Faces, GoToMeeting by Citrix really helps, and I know I just screwed up the name there. I apologize. What, but what site can you visit to, to, to get on this? You can visit gotomeeting.com. You can sign up, hit the Try It Free button, and use the promo code PODCAST. This allows you to try it free for 30 days. You do this from your iPad, from any mobile device. You can hop onto any meeting. It's amazing. Go ahead. Once again, visit gotomeeting.com. Enter the promo code PODCAST. Try it free for 30 days. Okay, into our episode. Do we have feedback? We do. Oh my gosh, thank you. Yay! (laughs) Don't break the record! I was going to completely miss that. (laughs) And then our our Aussie not British friend would have to hunt me down and hurt me. (laughs) Crikey! Aussie not British. (laughs) All right. Okay, so our friend Ruff writes us a couple of comments. Better include me as one of those nut jobs that think video games have an influence on shootings. There are n- any number of studies that show that playing video games with or re- without replica guns instead of joysticks improves overall accuracy and headshot accuracy in particular. Do video games lead to violence? I don't know. Are they a contributing factor? Absolutely. My dad saw this in his boys, me and my brothers, when we watched wrestling on TV and then started to wrestle ourselves. We didn't get to watch those shows again. <laughs> I was the same. I was the same way with uh, with Electric Company, uh, Quantum Entanglement. From my understanding, your description was pretty good. However, the information relay wasn't instantaneous, as reported in the article. While quantum teleportation is the subject to cosmic speed limit, the speed of light. Finally, my take on the Apple rep- representation to Samsung wasn't as rosy as yours. Didn't Apple play the patent troll here? Apple, hey, you're using our stuff that we have patents for. Pay up if you want to keep using it, or we'll see you in court. Microsoft said, okay, fair cop. Samsung said, Samsung said, on your bike, sunshine. Cheers, rough. <laughs> P.S. I say cheers because I spent a few years in England and picked up the habit there. Awesome. Thank you, rough. Yeah, I would you. like to point out that uh, Wayne from Trekmate, who writes us, does not say cheers. I say Maybe cheers. Maybe he spent some time in Australia. He might have. <laughs> <laughs> he actually spent some time in West Virginia. West Virginia. <laughs> uh, cheers, <no>. y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I actually picked up my habit of saying cheers from when I was in South Africa. Yeah. See, and I picked up the habit of saying cheers from watching the show Cheers. And see, I have picked up my <laughs> habit of saying bloody all the time from watching all that British television. See, and that's why I always say, in the world. In a, in a world. <laughs> I, I, I kind of agree with Ruffler when he talks about the, the video games. I um, I'm on the same page as him as far as, you know, I don't think video games directly lead to violence, but they definitely, uh, I, I think they definitely influence how you view the world. If you're playing a lot of shooting games, you, you'll get better at shooting. If you play a lot of wrestling games, you might get better at wrestling. But if you play Just for the fact of, of knowing things. I don't, gonna, I don't know if it makes you better, but no, yeah, it is definitely you, where your mind goes. Like, I don't know if we were, if I, who I was talking to about this, but like, you know, I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 lately, and I know more about 
different kinds of weapons and, and their stats and what goes well with what. When I played Forza Motorsport 4, I, I started to know more stats about cars and what drives better and what conditions. And, and so in, in that sense, you know, it doesn't make me a race car driver or, or an army guy going out fighting, but definitely get, keeps you more aware of, what's, of what that world is like. So... Well, now, I, uh, I've been playing a lot of Minecraft lately. Is that why I'm all <laughs> so of a sudden like you're suddenly pixelated? That's I'm why digging, you're a blockhead now. Digging holes out in the backyard, driving my wife nuts. <laughs> well, now see, and I, I don't know if I agree, but I don't think I disagree either. And here's why: I've never really gotten into any of the physical games. I don't, I don't understand sports games. I do not understand them. If you're going to play a sport, go out and play the sport. But I also don't watch sports. And it's not just because I'm a geek, because I, I know plenty of geeks that watch lots of sports, and they buff up on it a lot, and that's fine. I think there's fundamentally something different about games or activities or shows where it's like, I could do that. I could totally do that. Mm. <laughs> you know, versus game, other shows or games that simply speak to, um, I don't know. For instance, I watched a lot of Star Trek as a kid. That didn't mean that I wanted to go out and pretend like I was, you know, on an away mission. I would have gotten beaten up for that. But I did suddenly find myself really geared towards space stuff and sci-fi. I don't know if video games affect people the same way as that, if that makes any sense. I think that if you're going to be influenced by one thing, you'd probably be influenced by a lot of things. Whereas if you are, if you enjoy, if you, I love horror films, but that doesn't mean I'm going to go out and be a slasher. I, right, I right. know what that is. I know it's it's fake. I know it's 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 entertainment. Well, I think I think, and again, I want to stress that we are all saying think because for every study out there that says yes, it leads to violence, there's another study that says no, it doesn't. It's it's a real murky area, but. When you're watching a TV show, especially as a little kid, and you see something, you want to emulate that, right? When you're playing a video game, you are emulating it. Yeah, that's where the emulation At, at, at least <laughs> it was for me as a kid. And I know every kid is different, and all parents are different too, and people in general are affected differently. But to me as a kid, I was playing my video games because I was emulating that. I didn't then go, need to go out into the real world and do it. I understand everyone's different, so I get that. I actually had not even thought of his study that he, he kind of points out about using gun replica controllers. Personally, I hate those. Yeah. I guess well, it would depend- for, for me, I loved them on the stand-up video games that you found in the arcade, but I hated them at home because at home they were never... They were never um, as good. As yeah, the good, ones in the arcade yeah. are made a little beefier. A little, they weight them, and it, to get the same kind for home is just way too expensive. So you get the cheap plastic ones, and yeah, not, I, and they weren't as accurate. So right, yeah, I, it's funny. I had never actually even considered that, but it's an interesting point there, Ruff. Um, as for quantum entanglement, yeah, I think my understanding is about as good as yours is because um, no one here is a quantum physicist. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think he's right about the 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 speed of light, the cosmic speed limit. Um, when I was reading back through the uh, the article, they do have they do say that it is a couple milliseconds, and that works out to be about what the speed of light would have. Been. I'm still so. wondering if anything would block that, like you know, the planet or anything like that. But I don't know. We'll have to find out more when more of this develops. It would be interesting to find out. And as for the whole Microsoft and Apple thing, you know. He might be right. It might be personal bias. I personally think that Microsoft has been around the block long enough to know, uh, we're, you know, we're planning to do something like this, but we don't want to come out and announce it. Um, how about we just say we want to license this stuff already? And see, I'm, I'm still wondering about my question from last week. How long are we going to say, oh, you've got four wheels and a steering wheel and a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a pair of headlights? Okay, you need to pay us in order to have that same format. Probably a while. You know, most computers actually... For, for a long while, were copyrighted. Where their, their design was patented and copyrighted. I actually uncovered a whole bunch of old technology in my new office, my new job. Um, I found a laptop that opens in a way I had never ever thought of. 
it, the thing is bizarre, and it weighs a metric ton, <laughs> but it opens in a way completely different than any of the laptops we own. Hmm. And so it's like, at some point, the modern laptop came about, and at some point, it was patented. And if it wasn't, then some company screwed up. So, so do you think without a patent, we might get things faster? Because just think if the mouse had been, pa- had been patented. Wasn't it? I think it, it eventually was, how, yeah. How d- my, my question is, how does anything in this day and age go without getting a patent slapped on it? I mean, I, is is it even possible? Does it happen? I don't think it is. Open no. source. That's true. Yeah, I haven't considered that. Look at you and your freaking logic. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you, Ruff, for that. We you know, a lot of good points. A lot of good points we hadn't thought of or considered. So uh, we appreciate it. Again, if you want to uh, write us uh, feedback at stolendroids.com. Cool beans. On to the headlines. Uh, Hulu may be seeing the end of days here soon. The networks who run Hulu, who hate Hulu, who have wanted to kill Hulu since Hulu began, which just makes no sense to me whatsoever. You know, they freaking own it, yet they despise it. They're making money off of it. They are making a lot of money. Now, granted, the biggest reason that they're threatened is because their bread and butter which is the old-fashioned method, is getting threatened. Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't It doesn't jive with their um, 100-year-old business model. I mean, a good example going on right now is that uh, sports is very popular on television. We were talking about sports just a second ago because of the fact that it attracts a lot of advertising dollars. And so a lot of the, the cable networks and stuff like that, they're trying to snap up as much sports as possible. The times are changing um, Utah has joined the Pac-12. The Pac-12 is coming out with its own network, but they're also going to do some online streaming with their sports, and they're going to be you. You can just pay pay a certain amount and get some of these sports online streamed to your television. The Utah Jazz, again, we're talking about a local team here, basically signed a 12-year deal to only be on one cable network, and they're going to get themselves locked out of these new revenues of streaming. And I'm wondering if the exact same thing is happening with the with these networks. They're 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 trying to not give away well, all this other stuff. In this case, they I think a lot of them have actually seen the light. They want but, for themselves now instead of on Hulu. Exactly. A lot of the new deals that are coming out here is that Hulu is losing exclusive content or exclusive access. They now want it out on Amazon Prime. They want it out on their own website. They want people to come to their site to watch the streaming stuff. Or they want to sell it over Amazon Prime. And even though as I love Hulu, I love Hulu because it was the first and it was good and it was well done, I actually think I'm okay with this. Well, see, and I'm the exact opposite. One of the companies that didn't get on on Hulu was CBS. Guess whose shows I don't watch a lot of because I can't get it over my streaming, over my Blu-ray. I watch a lot of ABC. I watch a lot of NBC. I watch a lot of but that, but that's, AMC. That's right now, okay? Yeah, that's and then CBS. But, but, like, but bear oh, with yeah, me you here. you want anything from, la- from last night, you've got to go to CBS. The only problem is I go to work, CBS is blocked at my work. But, but, but bear with me here, okay? What if, just a little bit down the road, because CBS, or Disney in this case, or anyone else... One says, okay, you know, it's our shows. Let's put it on our site. Let's make our own service. As long I, as I, 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 I'm, I'm saying it through my Blu-ray player, my stream. well, and that's what I'm saying. I'm saying the future of TV is no longer having all these different channels. The future is many different streaming stations, if you will, different streaming channels, if you will. Yeah, it's an ABC app. It's an ABC or CBS or NBC or Disney or whatever mm-hmm. streaming app, but you can stream any of their shows through that channel. They just want revenue from it, so they want you to go through their channel. I don't have a problem with that. I don't either. No, it's, not there, yet. it's it not there yet. It's not there yet. I guess it depends upon how they price it, because right now, I get Hulu for 8 bucks, a Hulu true. Plus account, and I get all this stuff for 8 bucks. How much I, I, is true, but let me, how much is let me play devil's advocate here. This, if, this model, which probably won't happen because it makes too much sense, this could finally be your way to have a la carte. Yeah. 
I don't need that streaming service because I don't like their show, so I'm going to discontinue it. Oh, hey, they now have a show that's going to run for the next six months that I really want to watch, or, you know, you know, um, I only ever watch Breaking Bad on AMC. I don't like any of the other shows, so I'm only going to pay for AMC's streaming service. Oh, bear with me. Yeah, so I'm only going to pay for AMC's streaming service while Breaking Bad is airing, and then I'll cancel the service. Well, yeah. to 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 quote Walter White, since you brought up Breaking Bad, <laughs> Mr. White. they're they're in the dynasty making business. They're not in the money making business anymore. Obviously, because they're running off fifty year old business models with the TV networks, and they've got this dynasty that they want to hang, or excuse me, an empire. They've got this empire that they want to hang on to, and they're not letting it go easily. Well, I'm not saying they need to let it go, but they certainly need to let it evolve. Or else it's going to die from right out from under well, them. And I don't think I'm alone in saying that. Well, I think I, everyone I th- I think that we've see the been witnessing the that, though, Zoo. Yeah, look I at mean, the music industry. Look how, it's do- how it, it, it evolved and how the RIA couldn't move with it. I don't think they wanted to. They're, just, they're, they're not the, the saviors or the shields. They're the vultures. Yeah, that's true. Anywho, okay, um, on to the next one. It, it is kind of an interesting thing, but again, I don't think it's going to happen because, again, it just makes too much sense. Oh, yeah. It, it Anything that, that Hollywood does needs to make absolutely zero sense, and it also needs to piss off the consumer. Yep. Okay, into dead Steve Jobs news. A long time ago, when Steve Jobs said, Flash is dead, Flash on mobile devices doesn't make any sense. It's dead. That pissed off a lot of people, which was funny and kind of confused me because prior to that, Adobe had actually announced that it was going to it was looking at ceasing mobile Flash development and trying to transi- transition everything to HTML5. That was going to be the big push. That was the future. Then Steve Jobs says that about iOS and the iPad, and suddenly everyone is up in arms, and Adobe says, nope, nope, you know what, we're going to keep going. Mm-hmm. He's wrong. Look how all this media-rich stuff that Mobile Flash can do. Well, this week we um, we found out that Adobe has decided, no, no, um, we're, we're going to stop development on Mobile Flash. As it turns out, it's not very good. Um, it drains batteries quickly. It doesn't perform like we wanted it to, and it's very hard to support on multiple devices. Which... You know, as much as I hate to side with the Mac zealots, is kind of everything that he said. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you know, I think it's interesting because um, there was a big push on a lot of the Android tech sites that I follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, the day before uh, Flash officially died on the Android platform, um, saying, look, if you want Flash on your device, you better install it now because it's not available after tomorrow. Yeah. Well, and I, I used an Android phone for, what, like six months? My my Android Resound. And uh, I liked it, my HTC Resound. I liked it a lot. Hated the name, liked the phone. Um, and it had a very high screen resolution, which is great for watching videos. I actually found myself dreading having to use mobile Flash. I mean, it was nice that I could, right? Hey, here's a video, or here's something I'm able to watch that I wasn't able to watch on my iPad or my former iPhone. That was cool. But it was always so buggy. It was such a pain to use. And that high screen resolution actually worked against me, because it meant that all the control icons were so tiny I couldn't use them at all. Mm-hmm. It's not that, it's not that Flash was useless. It's not that Android was bad at it. It was that it was inconsistent, even from site to site. Yeah, you know, I could I could always go to to YouTube and know that it was going to work perfectly because you know what, it wasn't using Flash. Mm-hmm. But and you guys have used all used Android much longer than I ever got a chance to, so maybe your experience your mileage may vary. But I just found myself not really using it as much as I thought I was going to. Well, here's my question: How are you liking Flash on that awesome BlackBerry <laughs> device? Oh, it's it is awesome. <laughs> he um, has to hold the BlackBerry upside down and shake it to reset the screen. I can I, I hit this little button here and it turns on the Flash on the back and I can use it as a flashlight. <laughs> um, that is the only Flash. 
that this BlackBerry supports. <laughs> but it supports it very well. However, it does drain the battery just as fast. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes, exactly. Awesome. Uh, uh, Windows Phone 8 cannot come out soon enough. Okay, into OnLive news. This one kind of came out of left field for me. Yeah. I don't hear much about OnLive. Okay, it seemed like the people what OnLive is. OnLive was, and I'll get to that here in a moment, um, <laughs> was, is, was, is, um, this awesome idea that scared the crap out of PC industries because the idea was is that mobile, that the Internet's gotten so fast and streaming has gotten so fast that why buy a PC that's just fitted to the, to, you know, dressed to the nines with high-end equipment to play a few games when you could stream the gaming experience over the internet from someone else who had it installed. Exactly. So, well, uh, yes and no. Okay. The idea was is that they would, you could buy service and choose which games you wanted to play, and you were sending commands through the client to their end, and they were returning the screen back. That sounds like it'd be really slow, but as it turns out, that with the right compression, it's actually quite okay. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, I've, I've used it for a while now, and there are some games that I can I can see where it wouldn't work. Uh, you know, high speed racing games and fighting games didn't work. Fighting so well. games don't work so well. First person shooters, if you're playing multiplayer, don't really work so well. But uh, if you're playing against NPCs, it's 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 fine. Yeah, they, by and large, it worked quite well. Oh, it even came out for tablets and phones. Yeah, I, I play it on my Android. Most uh, you know, most uh, breaks at work, and <laughs> it, they've got six thousand servers, and they stream this stuff in in real time. Now you do have to buy the game, like so you're yeah. you're buying the license to the game. You don't actually get it physically, so that's it's not so much you're buying it. It's more like you're it's like Steam. You're, you're, you're leasing it. Yeah. No, you pay full price for the game. When you play it, yeah, but, I remember. But do you have, was a while ago when it do first you have a launched. physical copy of it, though? No. When I bought so Assassin's you're leasing Creed, it. Uh, uh, Assassin's Creed Two, I paid thirty nine ninety nine for it. You can't remember five when I first and three day. Yeah, passes. exactly. Uh, when I did it, I bought like a five day pass for Arkham Asylum. Yeah. So, you, it, it's more like you're red boxing it in a way. Yeah. Or you can choose to outright buy it if it's a game you know you'll, you'll be playing forever. Well, um, an email came from a reputable source to a news um, or a blog, or really that line is kind of muddled now, but um, that we're all being fired. We're all being let go. Word has just come down that if you're working today, you won't be working tomorrow. Um, and all of our stock options are now worth nothing. Wow. And everyone's like, wait, What? And then OnLive immediately um, puts out a statement, no, we're not closing doors, we're not doing mass layoffs, OnLive will continue, of course. <laughs> and then another announcement came that um, we're not filing bankruptcy, but we are changing ownership, and the workforce is no longer needed. And then another one came out saying, no, that's not accurate either, we're simply restructuring some things. It's been this huge back and forth from everyone, um, on live as a company as it used to exist no longer exists but the name is still there and they're keeping the servers alive and they're still using my company's logo <laughs> just saying we redesign our logo a week later they redesign or they come out with theirs coincidence I don't believe in them maybe your company finally bought them out <laughs> oh this is for that logo Oh, you know no, what? We, I think Ouya, uh, or uh, who is it? Yeah, Ouya might buy them out. Remember Huawei that Android, the Android uh, gaming box? They're, oh. They were, one of their big selling points was they were going to support OnLive. Um, and this would be a good time, if they haven't considered it, to consider buying up the OnLive name. Mm-hmm. That's very, very cool. <laughs> I don't think it'll go anywhere, but... <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I see this as, and I'm not saying this as a hater of online because I love the concept. It's so smart, and I really want to see it flourish. But in its current iteration, I don't think the interest is there yet. I think they were ahead of their time. I don't see them flourishing very well. You could be right on that. 
you know. It, it is think, a pretty novel concept. It's a really cool concept, but you know what? I think I think the Xboxes and the Playstations and whatever Nintendo's making is just too entrenched in the world. Everyone's used to that. No one's really used to streaming a game you don't actually own. Yeah. Not yet. I, I hope it stays alive mainly because I've purchased a couple games on it, and if they go away, then I have to repurchase those games again but uh, I kind of like the idea of portability I could I could play the I could play the game on my phone and then come home and play it on my computer and it's the same game save um, I, I like the, that too you could even go you could even go like on vacation yeah and just plug into the hotel TV you know it makes sense yeah. it's awesome at the time that it came out they were really the only person the only company offering that but now Xbox is offering. Uh, they've got their cloud saves, um, and with Xbox Live Arcade, they're offering through you know playability through Windows 8. Uh, and they're so a lot of other companies are starting to offer it now, or planning yeah, it. I've, so <laughs> they're definitely a pioneer, and I hope to see them continue. But it, there is a very good chance they might just kind of dry up. Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I I think that was it. Last week I made a comment about we were talking about owning stuff and I mean this is a perfect example mm-hmm. you've you've paid money Schmitty for a game yet if they go away you don't get to play that yeah can it, can I you know write the manufacturer of the game and say hey I bought this game can I can I get it now <laughs> yeah I mean legally I, can I do that I, yeah. you you've paid for it mm-hmm. I mean yeah. why wouldn't I mean, technically, they would owe it to you, I would think. You don't yeah. have to look into that. <laughs> Otherwise, it's kind of like buying WoW gold. You know, you're paying real-world money for non-existent items, yeah. virtual items. Um, moving on, because we're actually taking a little while here, and I think Stark may have fallen asleep. No, I know. Um, <laughs> real fast, I'm just going to throw this out there. This is almost fast lane worthy, but... Um, so, iOS 6, is an, it's currently still in beta. It hasn't been released yet. Beta 4 was released, and a researcher found a serious flaw <laughs> in the SMS system. Turns out uh, you might be able to receive texts from people who are claiming to be people they're not. Uh-oh. Like, they would actually be able to spoof the phone number that it came from. So, I don't see this making it to final release. Apple isn't great about security, but... Um, if it's already being blasted across the entire techosphere, uh, they won't let that sit. Yeah, the fact that it's been advertised, they're going to need to. Um, Maybe we should move this down to our it. talking point. Except I already talked about it. Yeah. It doesn't even deserve that. It's untapped. Um, <laughs> consider it talked about. We should have like a stamp sound. Um, okay, so Harvard has just done something amazing. They created a storage drive using DNA. A gram of DNA storing 704 terabytes of information. Incredible. So does this so mean we could store stuff in our cells? Uh, well, maybe not in our cells, but, in our, but children's uh, children's. our children's cells. Yeah, we're not using them anyway. But no, <laughs> like um, uh, the 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 biogel packs that Star Trek Voyager had. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it makes for a very fast. Uh, well, actually, it makes for a very dense storage structure. Now, at the moment, it's very difficult to encode the data and very difficult to, to read the data. Yeah. So like that's still kind of a <laughs> a, a hurdle. But it, when I was reading this, I was thinking, hey, now actually the term thumb drive might actually mean something. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know what I was thinking of was actual long-term storage. Yeah. Because if you think about it, if if mankind was wiped out tomorrow and archaeologists from some alien civilization or next evolution of, of life or whatever comes and tries to find us, our hard drives are toast. Mm-hmm. They're not going to last. Optical media, gone. Even solid-state media, gone. But we can still read DNA from millions of years ago. Mm-hmm. Just kind of a thought. I had kind a thought cool. that, you know, we have, uh, we have all of our family photos and, and videos on our server, and we have we have them backed up to multiple services. Why not offer a service that allows you to back up your family photos and videos onto your DNA, so they're preserved through generations? Because your family photos might just be 
a, a, a strain of flesh-eating bacteria <laughs> if you were to actually replicate it into do, a living piece of do DNA. Do we really want to imprint images of people with <laughs> bad mullets onto people's <laughs> DNA? I'm just the saying, outbreak of Schmitty photo album number five has saying, wiped out the Western United States. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a way to, to, you know, you could make money off of this. So. <laughs> Computer viruses actually turn into real viruses. Uh, uh, I, I actually had a uh, cool movie idea about that. We should do that. Was it Johnny Mnemonic? <laughs> I don't remember. That would be cool. Whoa, I have 80 gigabytes of data in my head. <laughs> That's a lot. Oh, yeah, I remember when that sounded huge. Okay. Um, <laughs> I remember when two gigabytes was huge. Yeah. Yeah, I had that computer. I um, do. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so in sad news, sad, sad news, um, Windows Phone 8, the OS that doesn't exist yet <laughs> in the consumer space, is slated to pass research in motion is slated to pass BlackBerry OS market share. <laughs> by the end of the year. It doesn't even exist yet. And who's <laughs> surprised by this? Uh, and here's what's really sad is the fact that it would only have 2% of the market because Android and iOS are so huge. Wow. They're saying that at launch the Windows Phone 8 operating system will have more handsets out in the market than BlackBerry. <laughs> And Zook will still be stuck with his BlackBerry. So no, 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 no. I have plans. I have oh, you're plans. going to be one of the Kool-Aid drinkers sitting there overnight waiting for the store to open, huh? I will. <laughs> open, and as soon open, as I get my open, new phone, open. I am spiking this old one. <laughs> Dang it! I didn't grab the chip out of that. <laughs> well, speaking of cell phone companies, basically T-Mobile has announced that they are basically returning an unlimited plan. This is so cool. And I'm wondering if this is now a reversal from everybody trying to move to limited, and then maybe they're going, you know what, this is what the consumer wants, maybe we'll go ahead and give it to them because they're willing to pay for it. I think it's a very shrewd advertising ploy, and the reason I say that, and I, I'm on T-Mobile, so I'm excited to see this, um, they just got a huge amount of bandwidth from Verizon. They still, they also got that other bandwidth from the whole failed merger between AT&T, right? So they have all this new bandwidth coming in. They're going to expand out their 4G network at just exponential rates, but they're still the smallest cellular carrier. They need something. They need to pull in whatever they can get. I think this is kind of reaching out to everyone else saying, hey, you know what? Actual unlimited data. Unlimited speed. Not being throttled. Not being throttled. And now that we have this huge 4G network we're putting out there, we're not the smallest in coverage, and we have, you know, we have everything except the iPhone. But frankly, why do you need that anymore? Even the iPhone. That's a good point. You really don't, unless you're an idiot. Oh wait, did I say that out loud? <laughs> unless you were a total Apple diehard, the iPhone is showing its age. Not in hardware, even though a little bit, but definitely in user interface. So, and it's not as novel as it once was. No, it's not. And it's no it's, longer the status symbol. It, as, yeah, that I it was. was just going to say that. It's not as hip and trendy as it once was either, even though the people that have them would have you believe that it is. It's not. <laughs> An iPad still is. Yes, for the moment. Okay, um, Disney came out with... I don't know if they actually intended this or not, but people took note. Uh, one of those tween shows that they that they do so famously with older kids playing younger kids talking to even younger kids which um, is really creepy yeah but um, they came out uh, on one of their dumb little shows I don't even know which one it is and the stereotypical computer geek is trying to fix some problems that some of the other main characters have caused he's like well where'd you get this software is it open source well that's why then was it loaded with viruses now they they basically came out and said, "Oh, you you used uh, virus laden open source software." I mean, basically, they just told all these millions of kids that watch this show, "Open source software is bad. If you use open source software, you will get viruses." Now, here's why I don't actually care so much about this is because the kids that watch this crap 
don't know what open source is. I don't think they know what software is. <laughs> but they're kind of wondering what Miley's doing this, these days. Well, you know, actually, like, I mean, my kids, I've, I've got three kids who are old enough to use a computer regularly. Uh, my youngest is seven. Uh, that uses a computer. I have a two-year-old as well, but he he doesn't play on the computer. He does like to play on the phones, though. Um, <laughs> but my kids know what software is. I mean, they they know all this stuff, and if they, you know, it, I I think that it sets a really bad precedent on Disney's part because they're ba- what they basically have done is they've gone out and given this propaganda to these kids saying. If you use open source software, you're going to get viruses, which it may or may not be the case. You know, it, it depends. Most op- I I don't think I've actually ever gotten a virus from open source software, but and this isn't the first time that Disney's jumped on some sort of preaching bandwagon. I'm remembering back in the '90s there was a show called The Proud Family, where the main character had an opportunity to download music and then the entire episode was how downloading music was wrong and they did it in the whole Matrix theme it was like uh yeah yeah I mean yeah. It's, unfortunately it's Disney isn't exactly the most Disney isn't the exact isn't the most um, unbiased no they're place not to which get is, this information which is why and unfortunately they have a lot of influence yeah, because you get these little kids who love these shows. I mean, my twelve-year-old watches that show. Let's put it this way: kids, Wally ran on open source. <laughs> you don't hate Wally, do you? That's a good point. That's a title right there. <laughs> Wally was open source. Wally was open source. Eva wasn't. She was definitely made in Cupertino. Okay. Um, <laughs> into some sad news. Actually, back on that, More I actually saw I saw a spoof like that. It said, uh, "I'm a Mac, I'm a PC," and, and the PC was Wally, and the Mac was Eve. It was even looking all nice and whatnot. It's like, uh, yeah, the PC was able to run thousands of years on its own, running from spare parts and gain sentience. The Mac was shut down after giving a remote command and couldn't be restarted. <laughs> See, and I always kind of figured Wally for for Linux, but. Linux is open source. It is, but you just you just said the whole. I'm, I was saying what the said. picture said. Yeah, I'm. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just commenting based on what you said. On to the sad news. Go ahead. Nintendo Power, <laughs> the symbol of many a childhood. In the nineties, mine too, and eighties, <laughs> is going away. December will be the last issue. I'm actually kind of surprised it was still around. I, I didn't realize it was actually still being printed. Yeah, I didn't know either. I, I've actually noticed it at the grocery store. They sell it by the cash registers. That's awesome. I'm like, but um, really? I think it's kind of sad actually because this was really this was the last true gamer magazine, a gamer periodical we had. And you you know that, you know, 90% of the people out there who have read Nintendo Power Magazine had that Super Mario 3 issue. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was the only way you could get everything. It was awesome. That was like the best issue ever. Yeah. It, I never actually had it. I grew up without a Nintendo. My, uh, I came from lower middle class, and my, my, my dad didn't really approve of video games. Uh, and we didn't have the money for a subscription to a magazine about something I didn't own. But I knew all my friends did, and I coveted them. And it was just, it was just childhood, and it's kind of sad to see that go. Um, I kind of hoped that it would have been turned into an online magazine, kind of like what you see Engadget doing or Distro. Um, but it's just going away. Yeah, that's that's a sad day in gaming. Yeah. Well, um, on that sad note, we're going to uh, listen to some commercials, because we all love commercials, and we'll be right back. In today's world, it can be hard to find time to spend with a good book. That's where the guys at Open Book Audio can help. 
OpenBook Audio offers a large selection of pre-recorded audiobooks for you to enjoy while driving to work, working out, or any other time you feel like enjoying a good story. OpenBook Audio not only has pre-recorded audiobooks, but can also help you record your self-published book as well, giving authors another way to distribute their stories. Their fast, professional service combined with affordable pricing ensure your book is made with the highest quality. So no matter if you're an author or a reader, OpenBook Audio has what you need. You can visit them on the web at openbookaudio.com. That's openbookaudio.com. OpenBook Audio. Your story out loud. Hello and welcome to Stolen Droids Podcast. Uh, Zook, wait. Um, I can never remember when I can hear the Stolen Droids Podcast. Well, you can start out the week with us on TrekRadio.net every Monday at noon Eastern Standard. Okay, but what if I miss it on Monday? Well, then you can catch us Tuesday on KryptonRadio.com, 4 p.m. Pacific Time. Ooh, and if I miss it then too? Well, you can always find us on iTunes and play us anytime from your iPod or iPhone. Well, you know I don't own any Apple stuff. Okay, then you can stream us to your Android device from Stitcher.com, on demand whenever you want. Smeg. I don't have any room left on my Android. You can always listen to us at StolenDroids.com. Um, but... You're not <sighs> trying very hard at this, are you? StolenDroids Podcast. It's kind of hard to avoid. We are back and into the fast lane. All right, Voyager turn two. But I will start over. Voyager two turned thirty-five years old this week, making it the oldest piece of active NASA equipment. Turns out that old Voyager is still actively sending data back to us, and is about to leave the sun's heliosphere. <laughs> Rumor has it that John Travolta will be joining the remake of the Toxic Avenger. In related news, John Travolta apparently still has a John Travolta apparently still has a career. Plants vs. Zombies 2 was announced. No word if Electric Boogaloo will be part of the subtitle. And Rob Liefeld left DC Comics with an awesome Twitter rant. It looks like we have two wishes left. Microsoft has unveiled their new first logo, their first new logo in 25 years. Consisting of four colored squares and the word Microsoft, it was apparently developed by a four-year-old. <laughs> Gee, why has anyone seen the Star Trek Online player Skybuck flying lately? Oh yeah, probably because he was trying to sell an illegal patch that made all other players new. Way to stay classy there, Skybook. AMC has started a presidential campaign for a zombie for president. His first act in office will be to launch a zombie horde on Dish Network. And finally, Logitech has released a washable keyboard. Now you office monkeys can eat your jelly donuts and spill your coffee without fear of having to make up an excuse to the IT guy as to why your keyboards keep needing to be replaced. The keyboard's all sticky. <laughs> it must be a virus that someone else downloaded. From I, open source. <laughs> I used to love it when I'd get a call saying my keyboard just stopped working and I'd go pick it up and it would dump coffee all over me. <laughs> I actually had a uh, a person that I had to, I was called out because she needed a new keyboard and she didn't understand. She kept it very meticulously clean. She did everything she could to keep that keyboard clean. She even had a bottle of 409 that she kept just oh, for it. <laughs> and I just had to kind of look at her funny and go, "Oh, there's your problem right there." <laughs> <laughs> Okay, our talking point this week is kind of an interesting one. Um, it's kind of a last-minute one, actually. Um, now, we have been speaking previously about security in the cloud and about how um, different people have been suing... Um, a person in California was suing Yahoo for not keeping his information secure, and... How many what? lawsuits was against Sony last year? Yeah, a whole bunch of them. And it, an interesting article came up asking the question, should software developers be sued for security holes? I think the better question is, is should they be held legally responsible or liable? Maybe not sued. Sued is such a... Uh, uh, such a, a negative. Yeah. Suing is the new way of doing things, it seems like. <laughs> no, it's not new at all. No, well, but, but it, it, there's such a more rampant rash of, of sue, uh, lawsuits going on now that kind of the way that, like, we live in a very litigious society. I have a really... I, I didn't even think about this question until Stark posted it in the show notes. And it's a good question, I think. Personally, it's like I have a real kind of um, 
you know, say la vie attitude about my online information. Yeah. In which I, I, it's not that I don't care, but I know I have very little control over it. Information like my bank stuff, I expect my bank to keep it safe. But if I go and enter it onto a merchant's website, I'm, I know that I'm giving up, that there is a chance something could happen. I was talking with a neighbor earlier this week, and she was telling me, and I know it's only two people that have told her this story, but when you hear it, you have to stop and wonder. She said that two different friends of theirs have had their information stolen when they've made online purchases at walmart.com. That they've had their banks call them and say, hey, we've detected some fraud. Have you used walmart.com lately? Would that be Walmart's responsibility to keep that information safe? And should would, Walmart be sued? You know, again, we're, we're talking hypothetical here, but would Walmart be sued if they're the ones who lost it? You know, that's a real good question. I Let's, let's think of it like this. Now, when, when you get a, a safety deposit box in the bank, and that bank is robbed, and you're, the stuff in your safety deposit box... Are, is stolen, is that the bank's fault? Or are they held re- lot, uh, responsible for that? Well, well I think the, the, the key that, thing that we need to agree on before we can go any further is um, if it's a security hole. If the bank left the vault open over the weekend... That's a security hole. <laughs> that's a security hole. Yes, the bank is liable. If someone came in with guns and TNT and blasted a hole in the floor and you know did a whole you know, Ocean's Eleven thing... You can't really... The only security hole was that they didn't have Batman available. Well, yeah, the only security hole is that it wasn't, like, you know, destroyed. That, <laughs> that's why that's why banks have insurance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, then maybe that might be the answer, because cause one, of the, one of the questions they ask in this article is that if you're poisoned by a burger at a restaurant, you, you can sue the restaurant. And... Mm-hmm. So, 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 so supposedly the restaurant should have insurance to cover something like that because they have suppliers coming from everywhere to provide them with all that food. I'm wondering if software developers and certain websites and the like should have this same insurance. Well, now, interestingly, uh, sorry, Zana, not to cut you off there. Um, I recently worked, I changed jobs, but the place I did work at was a healthcare company. And because the, by their very nature, they have to transmit patient information to the state, every once in a while something might happen. And it did happen. We actually reported on it a couple few months ago where the state of Utah's Department of Health had been compromised. They lost uh, the laptop? They lost the laptop, and it lost access to a whole gaggle of patient information. Well, when that happens, if you were affected... It's good practice, I was told, and it turns out that my previous employer actually had to do this a couple times in the past, but it's good practice to hold yourself liable, pay for any damages, and as an act of good faith, pay for one year of identity protection. That's not necessarily the same as insurance, and it gets really expensive if you think about it. Yeah. Knowing insurance, yes. But it, it could still, I mean... These are all institutions. What about software developers? What about those um, those guys who made that iOS app for Trails and it turned out it was actually broadcasting your entire address book all the time? That's well, a security hole. Uh, you look at this, a lot of people that, like, say, Android developers, they may just do it in their basement for fun, you know? Uh, Can you hold someone who made a free app liable? I... A lot of times there's a EULA, and in the EULA they try to basically cover their bases of what you can and can't sue them for. The problem is is that you get a good enough lawyer, and you can sue around any EULA as much as you want. Well, a EULA doesn't actually mean anything. Uh, this, this was discussed a while back, but a EULA is not a legally binding contract. True. I mean, it's kind of a disclaimer, but at the same time, hey, as a disclaimer... I'm not really responsible for any data you put in here, but then if it's an absolute blatant disregard for user security, 
then it doesn't matter how many EULAs you wrote. Yeah, you are kind of responsible. Well, yeah, I'm it, wondering if, you know how we have to have standards and practices for certain things like lawyers and, and uh, emergency personnel, military, there's, there's the, the, the rules of war. I wonder if I wonder if they there needs to be the same thing with software. If they're you know we for, for example when I was reading this article one of the first questions that came up in my mind was I wanted to ask Smitty how much programming do you do and while you're doing all that programming how much stuff can you miss? You can miss a lot actually. Uh, so what would be reasonable to go back and reevaluate that entire amount of code and fix things? That's not necessarily a programmer's job. That's kind of a QA job. That's quality assurance. In, well, in a lot of cases, the programmer is their own QA guy. In the exa- in Zoner's example of someone programming out of their basement, they are the QA guy. And it's really tough to debug things that you don't have on mind. If, if you don't if you don't keep in mind SQL injection, you can't debug for that, or you don't know to debug for it, and therefore your site's left open for SQL injection. It, well, that's okay. just one example, but. Let, let me pose this question then to you. Does it kind of depend on who it is you're going after? Going back to Zoner's example, I think it was Zoner's example, you eat at a, at a fast food chain, you get sick, you sue, right? You drink from a little girl's lemonade stand, you don't feel so well, do you sue? <laughs> I want my quarter. You paid a nickel. <laughs> you know, but, but you know what I'm saying? It's that kind of that kind of disparity between the two things. You got sick for food you ingested that you purchased for some, from someone. So that hasn't changed. The only thing that's changed is one is little Susie whose parents you go to church with and the other is, you know, that demonic yellow jumpsuited clown. <laughs> now the, well, I, I guess when I word it that way it's easy to see who you'd go after. one thing but. we can agree on though that the thing that doesn't change is that the food that you bought isn't actually coming directly from that person. Oh, you're getting it from that person, that en- that entity, but they're getting it from someone else. Unless they're they live on a farm and they, you know, pick the lemons and lemonade themselves and slay the not cow necessarily, but even but even then, it's almost a moot point. I mean, it doesn't matter if we're talking about Susie making a batch of lemonade in her kitchen and selling it to you or Joe Schmo making you an app down in his basement. It kind of the same thing. So she buys Country Time Lemonade and sells it to you, right? It makes you sick. It's Country what Time's it, fault. In the what it, developer's case, they're using uh, classes and stuff that other, the other developers have already made. Cause in developing, you, it's really rare to just write a, an app from scratch 100%. If you're using Android or iOS, uh, you're, you're usually using a set of of tools that have already been made. You're using a login script that has already been made. You're just tweaking it for your use. So the security things have already been programmed for the most part. Well, going back then, remember that iOS app I just mentioned, Trails? Mm -hmm. They were using Apple's framework for iOS, which in itself is very secure. Yeah. But it broadcasted your entire address book, and I want to say all of your SMS contents at the same time. Well, see, that was what I was going to ask. Would 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 the would the thought of a lawsuit or going after somebody depend on the amount of damage that was done to you? If you get only slightly sick or just an upset stomach from Susie's lemonade, yeah, you'll be over it within a couple of days and you'll be fine. But if you suddenly get gangrene or salmonella from clown restaurant, <laughs> that's more dangerous. You could you, you know there's some of the stuff you could possibly die from. And so you probably you'd probably want to go more after that because you don't you want to prevent other people from dying, whereas, okay, Susie made a mistake. She's one batch of lemonade had way too much sugar in it, or maybe she used salt instead of sugar one day, <laughs> or maybe or baking you know, maybe she made it out of a lemonade concentrate that had been sitting out in the sun for a week. Yeah, you know, it, it's never quite as cut and dry. I mean, it could. And it's the same thing in everything, but especially in software, it could have been blatant incompetence that led to a security vulnerability. It could have been something, honestly, no one had any clue. Mm-hmm. And it could be, you know, back to the bank vault analogy, it could be that they took every reasonable measure, 
but your stuff still got stolen. Yeah. Well, the, there, there was an app, I, I, I can't remember the name of it, I know that I never used it, but it, it was kind of like a social networking app for Android and iOS. Um, someone found out that it was uh, it was sending, every time you added a friend on it, it would send your entire contact list to this app servers and and they were oh I remember that yeah, yeah they were using it for for metrics and stuff in that case it is it is a security hole it is something that kind of freaked people out but the developers that put it in they put it in deliberately because uh, not under any nefarious pretenses but because they wanted they you know as as a developer they wanted to know who's using their app and what kind of metrics they could pull and they were doing it for completely benign reasons, but it was seen as a huge security risk because it was seen as a betrayal. It was, yeah, it would betrayal mainly because they didn't tell anyone they were doing it. But I mean, in in something like that where they to them it was completely benign, uh, you know, the developers' way of thinking they just want to gather data so they can make reports and you know see see what's coming from where. But apparently, it was a big no no, and you know, in the eyes of the customer, so. <laughs> Now, Zana, you were going to say something. Uh, you know, I've had so many things that I want to say, and I keep forgetting what it is because somebody else starts talking about something else. Now, Stark, what you were going <laughs> to Go ahead, Zana. You know, no, really, I, I don't recall what I was going to say. I, I do think, though, that a lot of times um, there software developers get lazy. I hate to program. I am a lazy, lazy programmer, and I have had people come to me, you know, like with homework assignments and stuff. I had a buddy who used to help me quite a bit with my programming homework, and he actually said, you know what, the way that you did this, this is bad. And there were times where I just didn't care, and I left it. I knew it was bad, but, you know, I was done programming. I don't like to program. I'm not like Schmitty. I'm not a code monkey. (laughs) <laughs> and so, you know, I, I would just, I would just leave it. And st- <laughs> there were times where that wasn't necessarily the right thing to do. But well, you know, who's who's to say that there's that there's developers out there who are making you know millions of dollars? Because that's all developers make like seven figures, don't they, Schmitty? Um, Pretty much, but <laughs> Some but they get taxed a lot, right? Yeah. Well, but, I was going to uh, say, how many times have we actually had a report on our show where, oh, a security hole was found in so and so's program? Oh, a security hole was found in so and so's network, and somebody's calling them out on it just to make the company fix it. And yeah. I'm wondering if if okay, if you get called out and you don't fix it, maybe that does open you up for a lawsuit. I, I would think it should. Should there be kind of a good faith clause in there? This yeah. was reported in, under good faith, and, you and have, after a certain amount of time, it was never fixed or addressed or even brought up I, again. I would even I would even chance that you know nine times out of ten, when something like that is brought up to a company, nine times out of ten, that company didn't know about that security hole, and that's well, why they're always really quick to fix it. So look at Microsoft. I know I'm a bleeding fanboy for Microsoft. But Microsoft does have an entire security department. Uh First Tuesday of the month, they come out with these huge patches, and they talk about everything they found, everything that was brought to them, everything they fixed, what this does. This is a critical update. This is exactly where the vulnerability was. It existed right here. This is what we did to fix it. Here it is. And how many times have we heard about companies that said, we will pay you X amount of dollars if you help find bugs in our software? Look at Google. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we want to hear from. I I got something else. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget it. You look at how many millions of lines of code some of these applications have, some of these programs have. And, like, for example, Microsoft. How long has Windows 7 been out? How long has Windows Vista been out? They're still finding crap. I mean, it it goes on and on. It's never going to end. If. You know, I, I can't imagine a, a application that's that big that doesn't have security flaws until the day it dies. Yep. 
we want to hear what you think about this feedback at StolenDroids.com. It's not an easy question, and, and it does change, but we want to hear what you think, because it's, I think it's important. We need to hurry through our favorites. Um, a study, was, actually this is a private thing, where people had taken a algorithm and applied it to Twitter to find out where tweets were being made and apply it to the country apply it to the, the North, North American area. They followed all these tweets on Twitter over a certain amount of time, and they produced a heat map to see which area of the world would be more likely to say good morning, and which area would be more likely to say F off. As it turns out, Toronto has a bit of a potty mouth, because like throughout the day, <laughs> people in Toronto, that's all they were saying. F Go off, pick. eh? <laughs> so, interesting. Watch out the language, but it is interesting worth the look. Yeah. Um, my favorite. Uh, I think this is the third week in a row. Uh, maybe fourth week. Uh, my favorite is about the Mars rover Curiosity. This is uh, the video that Curiosity took while landing has uh, been received from the rover now and and has been put up on the internet for our viewing joy. It is it is HD resolution. Um, not HD frame rate though. It's four four frames per second, but it's it's amazing to watch. Uh, That's so cool. From the whole the whole uh, entry, descent, and landing, you get to watch. You, I mean, you're looking at an actual planet. This is the first video released of. Here comes the ground. I wonder if it wants to be friends with me on a planet. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It I've seen it like 20 times, and it just it blows my mind every time. So check it out. Um, my favorite this week uh, is a series of videos that Mashable posted of parents feeding their babies lemons for the first time. And I really <laughs> like this because it's something that I have done. Um, and I it gave me all sorts of new ideas of things I can give my two-year-old. Um, dark chocolate, baker's chocolate, um, you know, all, all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, it makes me not feel like quite such a bad parent. So if if you're feeling down on your parenting skills, check it out. September 1st, in the United Kingdom, in the United States, and Canada, the new season of Doctor Who starts, and my favorite is a link to the latest trailer. Very cool. We love the Doctor. We want to hear again. Feedback, stolendroids.com. Shout out once again. Final, just close it up as I'm stumbling over myself here. Friends at truckradio.net, cryptonradio.com, openbookaudio.com, and stitcher.com. And remember, uh, go to meeting.com. Try it free. Until next time, cheers. Feature, end of line. One to beam up. Good day. Take no check.